Welcome to Scooby-Doo Legend of the Podcast. So, today I'm with Mariah. Hello, it's me again. I had to bring her in. Yes. I needed someone. Someone to support me. <laughs> so, today we are actually not discussing a new chapter or a new episode because we got a lengthy <laughs> email from Alexis who runs the Instagram account at Scooby Surfers. Please go follow them. Give her a follow. Obviously, if you need more Scooby content, she's got you covered. So, yeah, she sent in a email. Again, a lengthy email, which I love. Yes, Please. thank you for your email. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll have to cut it out. It's okay. okay. Um, we, were... we were saying thank you. Yeah, thank you for the email. It was so great to read it and see what you had to say. I know, I was so excited. I think I've read it at least three times. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of good stuff. <laughs> okay, so, but I thought it would be a good thing to include, to do, like, a timeline review. I know we're not, like, super far into it. We're only 13 episodes in, but, you know, it's kind of nice to see where we're going to go, what's kind of next, what we have seen, what we want to see, you know, just kind of collect our thoughts, basically, yes. so far. Um, unfortunately, we don't have London or anyone else with us today, but they will be with us the next one when we start uh, the next book or season two of A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. So uh, if there is anything that comes up while we're talking about this um, and they're not here and we want their thoughts, we will ask them in the next episode. Just have a little section of what do you think so far type thing. Anyway. Okay. So I'm not going to read the whole email. Um... I don't know if you wanted me to read the whole email. If so, I am sorry. <laughs> but we're just going to pick out some sections and then obviously go through the questions you had. Um, so this first little bit, uh, you say that you think it's so clever to play Scooby-Doo Where Are You after Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Solving these mysteries on the way to Miskatonic uh, University is such a good idea and when I was listening, I was like, OMG, yes, that's so perfect. Okay, here's the reasoning I'm putting Scooby-Doo, where are you, after Mr. Incorporated. Because we do see those, uh, some, I should say some, where are you villains in Mr. Incorporated. We even have a whole episode about a girl lying that she's the creeper's daughter, when in fact she never had, or he never had a daughter. Um... And again, uh, I'll, I'll bring this up in a minute in a question, but uh, the reason I'm putting Where Are You After Mr. Incorporated is because it has been said by people that worked on the show that it is a prequel to Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? If you go listen to uh, a podcast by Mike, uh, autocorrect ruined his name. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, what's Poor his Mike. last name? <laughs> Mike Josek. If you go listen to his podcast, it is a podcast named Scooby-Doo. That is the title. Like, don't just put Scooby-Doo. It is a podcast named Scooby-Doo. Uh, he does different interviews with different uh, people that have worked on many different projects of Scooby-Doo, uh, whether even just be music or, you know, um, producer and whatever. Uh, anyway, not too long ago on his October 12th extra episode, he did a isolated episode commentary with Victor Cook, who was 
a producer on Mystery Incorporated. He did a commentary on the season one finale of Mystery Incorporated titled All Fear the Freak, and he explicitly says that at the end of the series you find out that it was all a prequel to the original series, so I am putting Mr. Incorporated at the end specifically because it has been stated by creators that it is a prequel to Scooby-Doo or Are You? Um, I know a lot of people still disagree about it, but the thing nobody realizes is that laugh track at the end of that episode, like, there's not just a random laugh track on the last episode, at the very <laughs> end of the episode, for no reason. It is to tell you exactly that. So, there's lots of other hints about that too. But anyways, uh, yes, I just wanted to address that. That That is why I'm putting Mr. Incorporated, or that is why I'm putting Where Are You After Mr. Incorporated. Okay, so this next little part uh, has just some bits and pieces that uh, I, we can hopefully talk about. I, I don't, I just don't know if you know these characters yet. Um, so one thing she brings up is bringing Crystal and Amber back. I don't think you've seen this movie, so I don't think you know who they are. Yeah, I don't think I do. Okay. That is, Sorry guys, wow. I'm a little, uh, <laughs> not as knowledgeable for sure, but. So Amber and Crystal are from Scooby-Doo and the Alien Invaders. It is one of the quote-unquote original four movies that they did. Um, so it is the so there was Zombie Island, uh, Witch's Ghost, and then Alien Invaders. So Alien Invaders is my favorite cartoon Scooby-Doo movie. Anyway, so there's these well, there's this girl Crystal and her dog Amber. I'm like, do I spoil it or not for you? Oh, probably not. Anyways, they're a big, big part of the plot, obviously. Anyways, um, Shaggy and Scooby have a love interest for them, and lots of people consider them, like, uh, OTP. And anyways, we're like, why are they, why did they not come back? And whatever. So, yes, um, I want that to happen, please. Uh, Warner Brothers has kind of been in a sequel mood. At least last year, that might have just been a 50th anniversary thing. I know a lot of people are like, no more sequels because of Velma. I think we just need to let Velma cool down for a minute, and then we can try again. <laughs> Not that I think she was bad. She just was a bit over the top about her skepticism. I can't say that word. Skepticism, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then she also talked about in her email... Uh, the redemption of Scrappy. My thing with Scrappy, and I don't know your thoughts on Scrappy, so put in your two cents if you like. <laughs> I don't get why people hate him. Like, all anybody says is he's annoying, but I'm like, why is he annoying? You don't say why he's annoying. And so I just don't get why people don't like him. Yes, he's very like, let's just go get the bad guy and whatever, but, like, I feel like that's the perfect opposite of Scooby and Shaggy. You know, they, like, balance themselves out. I don't know. I want a redemption of Scrappy. I absolutely hate the fact that he was a villain in the first live-action movie. As of now, all we know is he's in jail. So, anyways, do you have any thoughts on Scrappy? Well, it's interesting, because I've only seen very little. Like, of course, I've seen the 
his performance in the first live action movie and was there another series we watched yes that he was in the 13 ghosts of scooby-doo okay i was gonna say i'm pretty sure i remember him in that series but i didn't want to say that and then be wrong <laughs> and then everyone be like wow did you even but i didn't um mind him in the 13 ghosts i actually thought his character was like fine normal yeah. like i don't know I, I wasn't bothered by it but I mean, yeah, he was a villain in the first one, which kind of makes you not like him, mm -hmm. at least in that movie. But, I mean, I feel kind of indifferent. I don't hate him, but, like, I'm not particularly upset that I haven't seen more of him, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I'm open to seeing more of him, at least in other series that I haven't watched yet, if that makes sense. The... So when he was introduced, because he was introduced to save the Scooby franchise in the 70s. Um, but so his first show was the Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo show. Uh, they did a first season with 16 episodes with like the rest of the gang. So it was the whole gang plus Scrappy. And, you know, they solved normal mysteries, you know, it was just with Scrappy. Uh, but that first season is some of my all-time favorite Scooby-Doo episodes. So we might have to watch that and see what you think of him in there because he's he's way different in that compared to 13 Ghosts Scrappy. He's he toned like he tamed. He got tame <laughs> by 13 Ghosts. I mean, I know there was like Flim Flam and so he kind of went off with Flim Flam in that series. Right. But like where in uh when he was first introduced, he was definitely like a puppy. He was very, like, I don't know. He just acted like a puppy. Like, he acts like Waylon, basically. Oh, that <laughs> might be fun to watch then because, I mean, yeah, if he has more of an energetic personality, that might be interesting to see. By the way, Waylon is my puppy. He just turned one in January. Yes, so. he's a little <laughs> rascal, but he's adorable. <laughs> um, But I also feel in that first season with Scrappy, like... Scooby's a lot more like uncle-y to him like a lot of the gang are like telling Scooby take care of your <laughs> nephew like, <laughs> and whatever and so like I remember I believe it's in the very first episode which is titled The Scarab Lives it's about a comic book superhero that comes to life and uh, basically is causing like doing crimes anyway so they basically tell Scrappy at one point like stay there don't move and they like told scooby tell your nephew to stay there and so i just like remember him being like scrappy sit here and whatever <laughs> and then something happens and they're like scrappy move oh no and he's like i'm not moving you told me not to move i'm not you know he, he's like a kid fine i'm not moving oh dear you know God. anyway <laughs> so yeah he's a lot different when he's first introduced compared to 13 ghosts so maybe yeah anyways interested to see how you think of him there yeah i'll have to i'll have to revisit this sometime because i know um it's i don't know it's like some people love him in the like when he's first introduced but some people are so turned off by him when he's first introduced but then it's the opposite some people love him in like 13 ghosts era but some people are so turned off by him there so it's like I there's mean, no balance with him <laughs> anyway they're scrappy. Just please, please introduce him. 
reintroduce him. Re bring him back. <laughs> okay, then she also brought up Red Herring making a reappearance. Um, she also said that she'd like to see a movie where he's actually the villain. This is like me and London's dream right yeah. now. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> We're like, make him a villain. Did you know? Do you know what red herring means? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> okay, I thought everyone knew what red herring meant. London didn't know what it meant. And she's like, did you know that red herring means this? And I'm like, his name's not funny to you then. You don't get it. So you don't get it either. Well, I I figured it was something, but I just, I don't know why I didn't ask. Okay. I just was like, oh, okay. So, okay. And maybe it's just not common knowledge. I just know it from watching so much Scooby. So let's take a Scooby-Doo that doesn't have red herring in it. So not a pup named Scooby-Doo. What's something we've watched? <laughs> I mean, we watched a bunch. Okay, well, we're just gonna take, say we're watching normal Scooby-Doo episode, they're not kids, blah, blah, blah. You start watching it and you're like, oh, it's totally this guy. And they like, the episode or whatever, maybe it's a movie, like, leads you on to think it's this person. And you're like, it's totally that guy. And at the end, it's not the person you thought it was. And you're like, what? And so a red herring is basically like, a trick? I don't know how to explain it, but like someone to lead you astray from who it actually is. And so Red Herring in a pup named Scooby-Doo is funny because Fred always thinks it's him when it never is. So is Red Herring the person that it ends up being? No. Or is it the person that leads you away from thinking it? Yeah, so like, um, I'm trying to think of it. There's not a good episode that we've watched that has explicitly had a good red herring. The closest one I can think of is a pup named Scooby-Doo episode. Red herring wasn't really in it, but it's the Halloween one where... Or maybe no, because it was that guy. I don't know. I don't know a good example. But it's... A red herring is not the person that it actually is. It's who... They want you to believe it is. Okay, so it's the person who you think it is, but in the end it ends up being someone else. It's like, yeah, it's like the the most obvious person. Suspects? But yeah, but then it's not type of thing. Okay, so it's basically the person you most suspect mm -hmm. throughout. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I, I kind of figured it was something like that, but I have never like heard an official definition. Okay, she also asked, um, well, she said someone, okay, she also said someone else she'd like to see back is, I don't know if it's Roby or Robbie from Scooby-Doo and Shaggy, or Shaggy and Scooby-Doo get a clue, I'm used to Scooby's name being first. Um, okay, I'm going to admit, I have not watched that full series, I just can't get through it, and it is the most disliked Scooby series ever. Uh-oh. So, like, I don't feel bad about it, but at the same time, I feel like a fake fan <laughs> for not finishing it. I, like, watch an episode every few months, and I'm just like, I can't. It has a really interesting st overall story. It's just how it's presented. It's just hard. 
to swallow. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's not Scooby. And so I don't know. It was the series. So there was What's New Scooby-Doo, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo Get a Clue, and then Mystery Incorporated. Anyway. Um, but he's the like the robot butler, basically. That the Shaggy and Scooby move to this mansion that Shaggy's uncle owned after he had gone missing. Basically, he like needed help from Shaggy and Scooby. Anyway, so this robot butler is what she's talking about. Um, so I don't have like a personal connection with that character. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm going to finally watch it all once we do it for the podcast, but um, it's sooner than I thought because someone brought something to my attention with that series that connects something else. And so it's actually most likely going to be before Mr. Incorporated. So it'll probably be like the third series we do. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, that'll be so. I'm like something to get through, I guess. I know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I need to try it again. I don't know. They also haven't released the whole series on DVD because of how much people don't like it. Oh no! But I'm yeah. like, I want it just to have it for the collection. But it's all on Boomerang, so that's how I'll watch it. Anyway, um, what's next? Oh, okay. Here's a question for both of us. Okay. Um, do you ship more Fred and Daphne or Shaggy and Daphne? Oh, that's interesting. Shaphne or Fraphne? <laughs> Shaphne or Fraphne, the ultimate battle. <laughs> now, Shaphne or Shaggy and Daphne is mainly coming from the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. That's when that kind of formed and like became a thing oh i guess because it's just them Mm -hmm. because fred was gone yeah (laughs) poor fred (laughs) um i mean okay i'm honestly just basic (laughs) i like fred and daphne my only time i would like shaggy and daphne is the 13 ghosts of scooby-doo series that is the only time I've seen it, like, maybe work and kind of like it, but otherwise I'm just like, no, I'm good with them, just friends. I mean, we saw how well Velma and Shaggy went. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't really, like, hardcore ship <laughs> any of the, mm-hmm. any of the gang members, because I really like them as, like, a friend dynamic, if that makes sense. Like I'm not I'm not opposed to if people want to do that, but I definitely would have to stick to Fred and Daphne if I were to pick, just because I really think they get along better mm-hmm. as like a couple than Shaggy and Daphne. I mean that's just my opinion. I don't I haven't seen again like a whole whole lot, yeah. but I def I've seen like the like original Scooby Doo Where Are You and then. Mystery Incorporated, and then the others here and there. But I don't know. I think, um, like in Thirteen Ghosts, I didn't really f- ever think of them as like a ship in that series. It just mm-hmm. didn't really cross my mind. So I guess that's um, why I would say Fred and Daphne, because I, I don't know. That's 
I don't have a lot of evidence, I guess, to support my... <laughs> it, is, it just seems to work better, I feel like. Maybe it's because Mystery Incorporated. Maybe that's why. Because yeah. in that series, they really go for it, I guess. Yeah, true. <laughs> okay, so then, on a widely different note, she says, um, I also love Be Cool Scooby-Doo. It gets a lot of trash from other Scooby fans. It's great to hear someone else open-minded. Well, thank you. Because after all, it is easily the funniest show in the franchise. Very true. Okay, we won't go like super into this, but give Be Cool Scooby-Doo a chance. And I can't stress this enough. The actress that plays Daphne has been saying this suggestion with this show. And I just want everyone that doesn't want to give the show a chance to do this. Okay? Put on the first episode. I believe it's free on Boomerang if you can't find it somewhere. Okay, turn it on. Close your eyes. Turn around, whatever. Just don't look at the screen and just listen. And you will have the best time. Because that show is one of the best series in Scooby-Doo. Maybe not the best animation, but the animation just fits the style of the show. And I know... We're watching it together, just casually. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's been, I think, one of your favorites so far. Yeah, I mean, I personally, like, I, from the beginning, liked the animation. I thought it was really cool and unique and kind of, it kind of has that feel of a lot of other shows that are popular right now. Mm -hmm. um, like, it reminds me a lot of a regular show. Yeah. If anyone has seen that, and a few others, too, but I'm, I'm blanking. But, so I was kind of just like, oh, that's cool, they're kind of going in that direction and they were definitely the first ones were so funny there's a lot of there's a lot of humor in it like i i was laughing so hard and they still are funny it's just it's a really fun series to watch if you don't want to have to like focus too much on the storyline just get a good laugh yeah mm -hmm. but yeah i i'm thoroughly enjoying it so far Okay, so now we will jump into the questions that she had. So, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to get <laughs> into these questions. Um, if you have anything to add, please do. Okay. Um, but I'll I try my best. <laughs> I put down my answers in my notes just so I wasn't, like, trying to hurry and think of these answers as we're yeah. talking about. But, okay, so the first question she asked is, are you going to include the Laugh Olympics and the 80s series that just had Scrappy, Shaggy, and Scooby? Um, or are you just going to discuss the entire series in one episode of your podcast? Okay, so for, I don't think you know, but for you and others that don't know what Laugh Olympics is, uh, it was Scooby's All-Stars, All-Star Laugh Olympics. Basically, it was just episodes of all the Hanna-Barbera, okay, I should say all, but a lot of the Hanna-Barbera characters. There were three different teams, and they did wacky Olympics, basically. Like, it's literally it. So every episode, they were so, in a brand new location, and they did wacky stuff. Like, there was climbing the Eiffel Tower. There was, I mean, um, crazy stuff. It's just so wacky. So it was just, like, Scooby characters and Hanna-Barbera characters? Mm -hmm. So there was the Scooby-Doobies was one team. So it was, like, <laughs> Scooby-Doo mm -hmm. characters and... Others were like Captain Caveman, Blue Falcon, Dynamite, whatever. And then there was the yeah, 
rule. And there was the Yogi Yahooies. And that was like Yogi Bear, Boo Boo. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of like Oggy Doggy, I think is his name. Just a bunch of different characters. And then there were like the villain team, the Really Rottens. So that had like Dastardly and Muttley and just villainous characters, basically. And they were like the cheaters, basically. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so I, like you'd watch these episodes. And at the time, it was, you know, watch them and see how many points they get each episode. And then, like, at the end of the season or whatever, we see who wins and whatever. But obviously now it's like, <laughs> you already know who wins. Yeah. Type of thing. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it was never... There was never structure to that show. So <laughs> that'll be interesting. Bunch of antics, basically. But um, my answer for that one, for Laugh Olympics, uh, is yes, we are going to do that as much as it's going to be so out there and like kind of hard to take notes. But because it connects the rest of the Hanna-Barbera characters to Scooby-Doo and we see them interact with other Hanna-Barbera characters elsewhere, like there are some crossover episodes with Blue Falcon and Dynamut in their own show in Blue Falcon and Dynamut's own show, and other things. Um, but then we see also with Scoob, they're starting crossovers with Hanna-Barbera, so that'll connect there too. And so my thing with Laugh Olympics is it basically stabilizes the fact that they live in the same universe. And so yes, we're going to do them. Um, it's not going to be for a while, so don't you all worry. It's going to be after Scooby-Doo, are you? It's good. Probably won't be till like 2023, <laughs> 2024. <laughs> so I don't know. We got a good ways out. Yeah, we got a good ways out. Mm-hmm. Now, for the Scrappy, Shaggy, and Scooby series that they're talking about, so they had the Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo show where Scrappy was introduced. Then after that, they took out Fred, Velma, and Daphne, and it was just Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy. And they were basically like, Phineas and Ferb episodes were like two episodes in one half hour and it was basically them doing antics like there's a parody of the Wizard of Oz there's you know they get abducted by aliens they meet wizards they all this and that like and everything's real like they never really unmask anyone like oh interesting I mean there are sometimes like a mystery but it's always real um and lots of people find that boring, and it can be boring. Uh, just so many in a row, <laughs> because yeah. like nothing's getting accomplished. <laughs> but they're honestly like the '80s version of Be Cool Scooby Doo. It's just wacky things that you don't really have to focus on, really. Um, but we are gonna do those episodes, each episode by episode. Because just doing a pup named Scooby-Doo um, already with just the 13 episodes that we've done, I feel like we have picked out so much that you wouldn't even know without going through the episode, taking notes. So I'm like, there's going to be so much that we miss in those episodes that can connect to later stuff, or maybe they bring it up and, you know, didn't even realize and whatever. So I just feel like if we skipped them... We miss out on so much timeline connection 
because it is like a good two or three seasons worth of episodes. Yeah. So I don't know how you feel about it. I mean, you haven't seen any of those episodes as far as my knowledge. Nope, I haven't. So I don't know how you feel about that. <laughs> I guess when we get there, I'll see if I enjoy them or not. You're like, I'm not, interesting. I'm not doing these ones. <laughs> good luck. I'm calling in sick. <laughs> no, just kidding. But <laughs> I'm also interested to see where you're going to place Be Cool Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo and Guess Who, and the new Scoob movie. And are you going to discuss the new live-action Mystery Incorporated series? And just out of interest, where do you think Scooby Apocalypse, the comic series, would fit in? Would it even fit in at all? Interestingly enough, in the final comic of Scooby-Doo, where are you? All the different versions of Scooby came together. Have you read it? It's so cool. Okay, so I'm going to read my written answer, and then if we need to elaborate, we can. So, Be Cool Scooby-Doo is... A ways out now after you asked this like after I read this question I had thoughts and I watched a movie it was the second Lego movie blowout beach bash and in that movie at the beginning the gang are finishing a mystery and it's the mummy episode of scooby-doo where are you so I was like oh this movie takes place after that episode we're gonna have a random movie in the middle of scooby-doo where are you okay um, but then it made me think, too, that in some of the Be Cool Scooby-Doo episodes at the beginning, they're finishing Scooby-Doo Where Are You Mysteries. So Be Cool Scooby-Doo is going to be mixed in with Scooby-Doo Where Are You. It's going to be weird how that works. But they're going to be intertwined. So, yeah, it's going to be like <laughs> going back and forth with Scooby-Doo Where Are You, Be Cool Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo Where Are You. Cool That's gonna movie. be a fun mix. Yeah, it's. I've. I was talking to this about it with my mom, and she's like, "You're gonna need to write this down." I'm like, "I know. I have to write this down." Can you believe I haven't written the timeline down yet? <laughs> like, I've got to do this now because I'm gonna forget. But it's been great having my nephew over and letting him pick Scooby movies because then I'm just like, you know, casually watching it, and then have these sudden realizations wait that goes here in the timeline okay glad we watched it nephew <laughs> he's helping you out yeah mm -hmm. um as for scooby-doo and guess who because that's so new i'm not entirely sure where to place that quite yet um so stay tuned because i i can't tell if they're adults or teens in that series like it just feels like Scooby-Doo or Are You, but with guests in that series. Like, there's nothing really special to that series except for the fact that the guest stars are present guest stars, new, this generation guest stars. So I'm not sure yet. So, I mean, it's obviously not going to be for a while, really. So, no, at least not until after the Mystery Incorporated uh, timeline shifts, so... Um, as for that uh, Mystery Incorporated live action series, uh, I'm super excited for it. There's, I mean, currently we don't have plans to discuss it because it's not technically officially uh, releasing by Warner Brothers. So, like, technically it's not canon Scooby-Doo. It's fan interpretation. Um, though I highly recommend everybody go check it out. Go check out the uh, Mystery Incorporated fan series teaser trailer up right now go check it out please it looks amazing i'm super excited for it 
It's basically like a Riverdale mixed with Supernatural version of Scooby-Doo. So super excited for it. But again, Warner Brothers isn't releasing it. So I still see it as fan concept and fan interpretation. So we won't be discussing it. I mean, if we somehow get through all of Scooby-Doo media, like filmography, and have nothing else to watch, which I don't know how that would be possible because they release like 5 billion things a year, I swear, um, that, you know, if we somehow do finish it, but that's not going to be till like 2030, <laughs> then we will talk about it. Or if there's so many people that want us to talk about it, we can, but again, it probably won't be for a while. So, um, as for the Scooby Apocalypse, I've only read the first issue of that comic right now. I really want to finish it though, um, but I like to have the physical copies of things. I don't want to buy it digitally, but I might have to, especially right now when we can't go out yeah. <laughs> to read it. So, um, yeah, I no plans currently to like discuss comic books just because those I feel are so like I don't know it books of like series and movies and stuff always feel so weird to me because it's like trying to fit in that universe but like be its own story and so I'm like is it an alternate story or does it actually take place now so I don't know as of now we're just gonna focus on like the movies and series again if we so happen to get through them all somehow some way then we will go into the comics, which means we'll have to read. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I did also see that uh, at least the picture of all the different Scooby iterations together, it was amazing. Um, I like want to read how that even like came to be because it was so random. I feel like the Scooby-Doo Where Are You comic book series wasn't leading up to that. And then all of a sudden, bam, it did. And I was just like, whoa. Um, but it was really, really cool to see. I really like the the page of all of them together. It looks really cool. Do you have any thoughts? That was kind of a little random. Um, I it's I think I agree with the like the comic books. I mean, I haven't read them, but I think it does make sense to just stick to the movies and series for now. Please don't come at me. <laughs> I'm just trying to make things work. Okay, next question. In Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, there are monster costumes from Mysteries in Scooby-Doo Where Are You? But in your timeline, this takes place after. How does it fit in? Okay, so uh, this is the where I was like, I'll answer this question in a minute about the costumes. So uh, within Mystery Incorporated 2, we also get stories about the villains, uh, the Scooby-Doo Where Are You villains from Velma in the first episode, actually. Uh, there's a scene that she's, like, giving a tour of their museum. She's telling these stories about the villains that they captured, and then she eventually gets bored and tells the truth, and she's like, Minor 49er's name was Hank, and Charlie was just a robot that went haywire and all that. And we have uh, a scene recreated from the Creeper episode, um, in like episode six of Mystery Incorporated. Um, but, but, <laughs> but, if you remember throughout the series of Mystery Incorporated, 
we hear this has all happened before. Now, in the context of the series alone, we know it's about the previous mystery solvers that have come before Mystery Incorporated, but in the context of everything, including the evil entity, it means so much more. I'm going to leave you with that thought. We will come back once we get further into that question. Wow, just leaving a giant... Okay, but it makes you think. <laughs> it does. It makes think about it. Think. <laughs> think about it, okay? Again, I will come back to this question once we get to Mr. Incorporated. Please bear with us for like two years. <laughs> but so is <laughs> the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo going to happen after Scooby-Doo Mr. Incorporated? Because I was just thinking about the Shaftney dynamic in the 80s series and uh, the Night Terrors episode and wondering if it was linked in any way. Okay. This kind of has to do with the whole Scooby-Doo, where are you as well? Uh, so interesting enough, in Scooby-Doo Mr. Incorporated, we see a statue of Flim Flam at one point uh, in the museum and learn that he actually went to prison. Um telling us that the 13 ghosts of Scooby-Doo has already happened, and we learn that Fred was at camp during all that, so it still was just Daphne, Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy, and Flim Flam. Uh, but when we watch uh, the 13 ghosts of Scooby-Doo, clearly we see in the film that was released last year, Chris's 13th Ghost, Flim Flam never went to prison. You know, we they met back up with him. So... The one that we're going to see is after the timeline shift of Scooby-Doo Mr. Incorporated, uh, which also means there could be some forming romance between Shaggy and Daphne once friend Velma depart for a bit. But, yeah, so, that, that's interesting. 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo happened without us seeing it, but the one we see is a totally different one. My brain hurts. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot to think about, but it is interesting. Okay, next question. <laughs> You're like, wait, my brain has to process. <laughs> that was my brain after finishing Mystery Incorporated. It took me like a week to just like really absorb it all. <laughs> but I really liked it. Anyways, sorry. Wow. Interruption. <laughs> okay, how are you going to do the transition from living in Coolsville to Crystal Cove and possibly back again. I know you said the timeline shifts after Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. They still move from Coolsville to Crystal Cove before your first timeline shift. Okay. Yes. Here is my explanation. Okay. Remember what I said about this has all happened before. So when the timeline gets reset in Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, we learn only the gang and the professor know about the new timeline. Everyone else only knows about the timeline they just created. So no one knows about the evil entity. No one knows about all the monsters that they've unmasked and whatever. All that hadn't happened at the end of Mr. Incorporated. So there are a few timeline shifts before Scooby-Doo Mr. Incorporated. And we know this because the professor says he's seen multiple timeline shifts in his lifetime. Because he also says the gang, um, you were like basically somehow you were able to slip the timeline shift or whatever with me which is very rare. So again, proving more my point of this has all happened before. Okay. So trippy, but so cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, there's been more before this one. Uh, we obviously see that after the timeline shifts, 
people have made different life choices. An example, Sheriff Bronson Stone has kids after the evil entity is destroyed. Um, the mayor, or Fred's fake dad, Mayor Jones, uh, becomes a high school soccer coach. Uh, so in the timeline of Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, before they defeat the evil entity, all of the gang's families made life choices that led them away from Coolsville and rather to Crystal Cove, uh, mainly in part because of the evil entity made sure they were together no matter what. Then after they defeat the evil entity, as they're making their way to the university, they'll end up in Coolsville, where they'll eventually decide to live. Am I tripping anyone's mind yet? <laughs> there's more. We're just, but wait, there's more. We're just, we're just going all in today. <laughs> okay, so here's the next question. Uh, one thing that's been bothering me, do you really think that the gang are teens? They seem to act at least 18, and they seem to solve a whole lot of mysteries when they're around this age. Okay, so we obviously know they're teens in Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, uh, which also means because what's new Scooby-Doo is going to take place before that timeline, uh, that they're teens in that series. But I think through Scooby-Doo Where Are You is when they start to finally grow up, um, if you've read the book or have the book, The Scooby-Doo Encyclopedia by Benjamin Bird. Let me grab it. One second. Yes, Benjamin Bird. Um, in here, it actually states the gang's ages, but when they're teens. So, um, I'm, for the most part, I do believe that they're teenagers. Um, it says Shaggy is 17, Daphne is 16, uh, Fred is 16, and Velma is 16. Um, so they are teens for the most part, uh, but I do think they start to grow up in Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? And obviously start growing up as they keep going. Um, now the one thing that we're going to have to think about here is in uh, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island... Uh, they split up, they all have different jobs, whatever, and then in Return to Zombie Island, we learn that uh, Daphne's, like, TV thing was for a school project. Now, depending on how the timeline goes, again, not entirely sure yet, uh, my guess is that it was a school project for college, because we do know they eventually do go to college at some point, because... In Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, where they are clearly adults in that one, uh, Shaggy says after him and Scooby have messed with the potions and whatever and gotten back to normal, uh, that it reminded him of his freshman year in college. So we know they, at least some of them, went to college. I mean, okay, if Shaggy went to college, I think the rest of them went to college. So I'm thinking... For Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, her whole TV segment thingy was a project for a college or a university, uh, uh, you know, school project. So that's that's my thoughts on that. Um, obviously, right now, where we're at with the timeline, they are children. Okay, do you have any thoughts on them being teens? Um... For the most part. I always imagined them as teens or at least young adults in like the original mm -hmm. Where Are You? 
and like again like in Mystery Incorporated they are teens they're still in like high school and stuff yeah we see them in high school yeah so it's I don't know I guess maybe because I I guess I always kind of envisioned them as younger I didn't I don't know how to what to say <laughs> well so in the encyclopedia oh we are official <laughs> yes. over here their official ages so shaggy is 17 daphne is 16 fred is 16 and Velma's 16. okay that makes sense so this is going from where are you though scooter where mm, are you right so we know they're like at least around that age for Mr. Incorporated then too. So anyway, next question. So I'm seeing that the evil entity is really important in the whole timeline. How does it manipulate the gang after it's been defeated in Scooby-Doo Mr. Incorporated? Okay, hopefully I never said that it manipulates them afterwards because if so i did not mean that uh i just meant before but the damage that does will continue with the king afterwards um since they and nova and the professor are the only ones who like knew it, it existed and knew it got defeated in the end so right okay next question next uh you know the professor from miskatonic university is he going to make a reappearance somewhere down the timeline? Like, for instance, is he really Professor Hyde White? Kidding, but you get the drift. <laughs> okay, so I find this really interesting. Because we find out at the end of Mr. Incorporated that they're going to him. Or going to his the university that's teaching at and whatever. Um, we'll have to pay attention after Mr. Incorporated and see if there's anyone... We, we gotta get his name, and then, like, see if there's anyone, like, having the same, like, last name or anything. Because I don't think we see him afterwards. But, like, you know, maybe I just haven't been paying attention. Yeah, that's interesting. We'll have to see when it comes to it. Okay, this is the final question, they said. How are you going to connect the different versions of their parents within the same timeline. There's at least three versions of Shaggy's parents. What if they occur before the first timeline shift? An example, a pup named Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo Mr. Incorporated. So we learn that the evil entity has manipulated so many and so before and after it gets destroyed, it affects people in different ways. And since there are a few timeline shifts, some timelines the gang members have siblings or don't. Um, and for their parents, it affects where their life took them and what they view as important uh, for their kids. An example, in Mystery Incorporated, before they defeat the evil entity, none of their parents want them to solve mysteries and don't like them all that much. Uh, but then after it's destroyed, it's like their kids have become their treasure. Wink, wink. Did you get, did you get it? Did you get that? Oh, gosh. You should get this. Wait, repeat it. Okay. So, before Mr. Incorporated. Okay. You know, none of their parents wanted them together. They didn't like the kids. They didn't even really care for the parents. In the second episode, they were like, 
yeah, we're not going to come get you because it's dark and whatever. But then after they defeated the evil entity, like, Daphne's parents were like, oh, yeah, you're getting married to Fred. It's going to be amazing. And oh, yeah. Whatever. Okay. And Shaggy's parents loved him. And so their kids became their treasure. Like, I feel like maybe I get it, but it's not like 100% clicking so much. Because sure. the whole time before the evil entity was destroyed, that's all they were trying to do was find was the treasure. Find the treasure. Mm -hmm. So now they are. Yep. Okay. So. Hmm. Um, I have to think on that a little more. As for like a pup named Scooby Doo and Mr. Incorporated, there are going to be a few timeline shifts before we get to Mr. Incorporated. Um, it's just not going to be very like in your face as a Mr. Incorporated. Um, so here's how I'm viewing it right now. We have uh, a pup named Scooby Doo. Then we have Scooby Doo Adventures: The Mystery Map Movie. Then we'll have. Um, Scooby-Doo and the Legend of the Vampire, and Scooby-Doo and the Monster in Mexico movies, and then we'll start Scooby or uh, What's New Scooby-Doo, and then we will do all the What's New movies basically. So like Loch Ness Monster to Samurai Sword, and then we'll have a timeline shift there, at, and start with Daphne and Velma, that live action movie. And then we'll have Mystery, The Mystery Begins. We do The Mystery Begins, that live action movie. And then we have a timeline shift again. <laughs> um, we might, well, we might have Curse of the Lake Monster actually before that. So like The Mystery Begins, Curse of the Lake Monster, and then the timeline shift, and then Mystery Incorporated. And then Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? So... Yes, there are going to be some timeline shifts before Mr. Incorporated, before the end of Mr. Incorporated. So that's kind of how their parents will be different. And, Changing. Yeah. Now, she brought up some things that she picked up on while she was listening. So she said, you said in one episode, there was a parallel between a character in the Chinook who took my comic book, which was episode five, I believe, so far. Uh, and the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo Morocco episode. Um, so I think what you're talking about is uh, the, the comic book writer of that episode just found it, sounded very familiar to me. He sounded like the guy in the 13 Ghosts episode, uh, the Mirror episode. I can't think of the name of that episode. Okay, so it's episode 4 of the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. It's Reflections in a Ghoulish Eye. And it's the one when they're in Makarakesh? Yeah, you had the place right. Anyways, you've seen this episode because we watched the series. Right, But yeah. it's the guy that's, like, has, he looks like, he looks like the, the, like, trolls. Like, the old trolls. But anyways, he was the one that was like... Always, I must say. Remember that kind yeah, of Yeah, oh my say. goodness. Yeah, it's coming back to me. He sounds like that guy, the comic book writer in The Schnook Who Took My Comic Book. Sounds like that guy. You didn't watch that episode with me. I did that one with Anissa. I'll have to show you that character. Okay. And see if you hear his voice. I might have to show you the guy from 13 Ghosts, too. But, uh, but yeah, that was my just little connection. Um, never really 
found the voice actor for the guy from 13 Ghosts. So if you, someone knows out there who did the I Must Say character <laughs> of episode 4 of 13 Ghosts Scooby-Doo, let me know and we can see if it's the same person. But yeah, never, never was able to connect that as of now. Um, then she said, I found it so interesting about your discussion about the Comic-Cons. Daphne does indeed say the line in Music of the Vampire. Um, I don't want no Comic-Con geeks walking up out of the blue. Uh, she's like, I just thought it was such a clever observation. I, the only reason <laughs> I knew that is, um, I don't know if I said it on the podcast or in a video, but, uh, me and like my best friend at the time, uh, in middle school, always would sit at the back of the bus and the song Done With Monsters from that movie, we memorized it. We each had our parts. We... It was bad. <laughs> so You're like, a whole concert. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and so, like, I just know that song by heart. So that's the only reason I know that she said that line in that movie. That's the only reason I could connect it during that episode. Okay. Um, then she said, there was an episode where you mentioned Scooby losing his collar. Um, we talked about uh, the new Scoob movie, possibly is losing his collar because there's a big emphasis in the trailers of giving Scooby his collar and him being like, I'll never take it off and it's supposed to be a sentimental moment. And so I'm like, if they're showing that in the trailer, there has to be a, play a time when in the movie where it's like, give me the collar or he loses it or something or Shaggy rips it off of him and runs away. I don't know. He's going to lose the collar. That's all I know. But he said, she said, uh, and what the significance of the collar is, uh, she said, in Where's My Mummy, the movie, Scooby also lost his collar and was also pretty significant. That's what I was trying to think of when we were talking about that. Angie, if you're listening to this episode, <laughs> it is Scooby-Doo in Where's My Mummy. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but that's what we were trying to think of. And yes, that movie, Scooby loses his collar, and that's like a whole big deal because then they think this dog scooby is like a pharaoh goddess and whatever and <laughs> they're like treating him like royalty and whatever and anyways it's really funny but yes thank you you have put my question to rest <laughs> then she said i've noticed in a pup named scooby-doo daphne enjoys bribing shaggy and scooby but in be cool scooby-doo there's an episode where she's dead against it sorcerer snack scare i think it is and I believe that's the episode two. It's the one with, like, all the Scooby snacks go out. And so they're like, you need to try a new snack or whatever. Uh, you may have to check up on that. I wonder why her pers perspective changes. You've seen this episode. It'd be cool, Scooby-Doo. Do you remember that? It's not coming to mind. Um, so the, the monster is, like, a sorcerer. And there's it, like, starts out with puppets and whatever. And anyways, all the Scooby snacks, like, are gone. And so they're trying to get... Uh, Scooby and Shaggy to like a different snack and whatever. Anyways, Daphne in that whole episode, like, that's her thing for the episode is that, like, we do not bribe people to do them. Oh, yeah. Do, have them do what we want and yes. whatever. Okay, I do remember that one. <laughs> she was so passionate. <laughs> but you have a good point. I wonder if we will see as we go, like, a transition of, like, guys, like, let's not bribe them. Except in... Curse of the 13th Ghost, we see 
Daphne pulls out the Scooby Snacks, gives them to Fred, and, like, nudges Fred, like, go ahead, do the, uh, bribing, whatever they called it in that movie, um, the haggle. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see if there's ever, like, is she just, like, <laughs> one day she's up for it, one day she's not, you know? <laughs> I don't know. She's indecisive, I yeah. guess. <laughs> okay, then, uh... This is kind of a question, but do they have memory of what happened before the timeline shift? She's like, I'm guessing the answer is no. So, from a pup named Scooby-Doo to the beginning of Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, so uh, a pup named Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo the Mystery Map, What's New Scooby-Doo, all the What's New Scooby-Doo movies, uh, the Mystery Begins, Curse of the Lake Monster, Daphne and Velma, possibly Shaggy and Scooby-Doo get a clue. Don't quote me on that one. We will figure that out once we get closer. Um, anyways, basically that part of the timeline, sadly to say, is gonna be, like, forgotten. It's not gonna have a point <laughs> uh, later on. Once, once the timeline shifts from so like starting at Mr. Incorporated and going onward they will remember everything of that but before Mr. Incorporated they are not going to remember any of it the only like real thing that we're pulling from these movies and these episodes right now is their personality traits um kind of how they're growing up you know kind of who how uh, you know, they grow up and how it shapes them and whatever. Um, even though they will have different family situations eventually because of the timeline shifts, um, it still kind of carries on with them because obviously they, no matter the timeline shift, they still love to solve mysteries. I mean, we do learn in Mystery Incorporated it's because the evil entity was manipulating them to be together. But um, I think after doing it so much, it did become a true love to solve mysteries. Uh, so, uh, to answer your question, from a pup named Scooby-Doo to before, to the beginning of Mystery Incorporated, they will not remember that. So, yeah. <laughs> that. Okay. Last thought we have here. Now, I need a fellow Scooby lover's opinion on this one. Why did they stop the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo before the last episode? If they were going to stop it, why didn't they do it earlier? If there was just one more episode to go, why didn't they just let it go through? Almost seems as if it was planned. Okay, this one's hard because there's so much speculation. Nobody really knows. Um, let's just say I have someone coming on the podcast once we get to the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo era, that series, and like the Curse of the 13th Ghost movie, that hopefully will have some insight on what, what went down with that whole thing. I'm super excited to have him on the podcast. Not gonna reveal who it is, because that's still like a few years out, but super excited to have him come talk about it. Um, now, my personal opinion... I think there was going to be two more episodes because we had an episode. The first episode was letting them go, 
you know, they didn't, like, try to let him go and then hurry and catch one in one episode. So I feel like there was going to be, like, one where they capture the last ghost and then one more where they basically, like, destroy or lock up the chest forever or whatever. Whatever, whatever. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> so I, I believe there's two episodes left to do, not just one. Um, but what's believed to be the reason it didn't continue is because there were so many people that, I don't want to say bashed, but just didn't like the series because it, they thought it was promoting demons and evil stuff to kids and whatever and thought, it could corrupt their mind and whatever, you know, it, it was a time. <laughs> um, and so the, the reasoning for its cancellation is possibly because of the backlash and just honestly fear. So who knows if there really was like an original 13th ghost, you know, that they had drawn out, you know, is Asmodeus that we saw in the movie the original one, you know, did they find, you know, like a sketch of it? Did they find his name somewhere, you know, or is he just completely came up with, you know, for the story? Again, the guest that will come on when we get to that series uh, will be able to answer that, I'm sure. Um, so hopefully he's willing to. Uh, please stay tuned for that. I know it's not for a few years. We got to get through a ton of Scooby before. Anyways, um, yeah, so I just, I just think that they stopped out of fear and that, you know, they weren't going to get the, the views or the ratings that they would want. Um, and so they worried possibly that it could make Scooby stop or become unpopular. Um, I know they did a pup named Scooby-Doo after that series, and I mean, I think it did decently well during that time. So I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. Let's hope we get some answers soon. But honestly, I'm just happy we finally did get a conclusion to that because we thought forever we were never going to see the last ghost and know what happened and all this. I have a whole theory on the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo and Asmodeus and Vincent Van Gogh's ancestor and whatever. Super excited to talk about once we get to that. Super excited for that series. Really excited. But we're going to put a pin in that <laughs> till we get to that series and movie. So, I don't think you know much about that whole situation. About your theory? Well, about why they canceled. Oh, no, just from what you've told me, okay. which is basically what you just said. <laughs> so that make I mean, it makes sense. They probably were just a little worried if, you know. So, that is... The email. <laughs> yes. See, lots of good points. Yes. <laughs> lots I, of good points. I loved it. I am. Thank you again for sending all this. Please, like, keep doing it because I enjoy it. And it really <laughs> makes us, like, think and talk about, like, where are we going to go next? What have we seen? What are questions that we haven't answered yet? What are some things we can answer? You know, there's, there's lots of things we have to talk about doing this timeline because none of Scooby-Doo is released in a timeline order. Um, Andalina, uh, who was on the last episode, actually had a really good point when I was inviting her to come do the podcast uh, because I was explaining to her what the podcast was, and she said, oh, 
So it's like Star Wars. Those aren't released in order. And I'm like, yes. Yes. Star Wars doesn't have as much movie-wise as Scooby-Doo. But you get the idea of what we're trying to do. And so just since Scooby-Doo has like over 500 episodes and like almost 40 movies, there's just so many little details that we have to consider to connect and whatever. And that's like when I was talking about the Lego movie, having the end of the mummy episode of where are you? Like, holy crap, didn't even think of that. Now we have a movie in the middle of where are you and whatever. So now I need to go and see how many other movies or other episodes um, begin with the ending of a case that we've seen. So, yes. Um, okay, there was huge spill. Did I make everybody's heads twist and turn? And <laughs> Are y'all lost? <laughs> Lots of information. So if you would like to send us an email, which I would love, um, we probably won't do another one of these until we're done with season two of A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, but please don't hesitate to send us an email. Um, but you can email us at sdlegendpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if it's lengthy, do not be shy to do it lengthy, because again, this one was lengthy, and I loved it, so do not be scared. Um, if you have any questions or thoughts or concerns about the timeline and where we're going with this, or just some things that you would like me to consider. Again, like the whole Shaggy and Scooby-Doo get a clue. There's something about uh, Loch Ness Monster and I think the Monster in Mexico in one episode that connects it to those movies uh, that someone brought up to me. You know, if you have stuff like that, let me know, please. Uh, if you'd like to tweet it to us instead, you can. Uh, we're on Twitter at SD Legend Podcast. Uh, or if you'd like to comment on something on Instagram, we have an Instagram as well. It's at SD Legend Podcast. Wow, go figure. <laughs> um, if you'd like to talk to me personally, um, you can find me on Twitter at Jazz820. Or on Instagram, I am Smash underscore Vlogs. I also do a YouTube channel separate from this podcast. Uh, it's called Smash, uh, lowercase sm, all uppercase ash. Uh, if you search Ashton Hardy, it should be one of the first ones to pop up. So, uh, yes, I do other types of content on there, plus Scooby stuff, obviously. So if you want more Scooby content, you know, just go there. <laughs> or if you want even more Scooby content, go follow Scooby Surfers on Instagram, at Scooby Surfers. No, uh, uh, no, no capitalizations in there, just all lowercase uh, Scooby Surfers. Go give Alexis some love, go like her photos, go comment. If you need some more Scooby-Doo, that is the place to go. So, that's going to do it for this episode. Do you have any final thoughts before I just... Uh, just thanks for the email and thanks for listening. Yeah, really. That's I'm like, sometimes when we don't get stuff, I'm like, are people listening? I mean... Okay, to be fair, I have the analytics. I know if people are listening, but, like, are people liking it? <laughs> yeah, it's nice to hear your guys' feedback, for sure. So, yeah, also, if there is anything we can do better, uh, let us know in emails or tweets or whatever. Uh, or you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be great. Um, we took some suggestions on a review from there and kind of altered our episode 
flow and whatever, and people have been liking it so far. I've gotten comments about it, so hopefully we can continue to, you know... Improve. Yeah, improve, adjust <laughs> as we go on to season two. So excited. Book number two of our wow. timeline. Pup named Scooby-Doo, season two. So the next episode is, like, I should have the title, Curse of the Collar or something. <laughs> go me. <laughs> Listen, y'all, there are too many Scooby episodes. I can't keep all the titles in my head. I don't blame you. <laughs> I have to keep all the villains and all the characters and the criminals and... You know a fair amount, though. Oh, hey, I was right. It is the, just the curse of the collar. Yes, yeah, you know a lot. <laughs> so, yes, that is the episode we're going to be starting with. Uh, I'm excited to get London back. Hopefully, yes. maybe Andalina. And then maybe someone new as well. But I wanted them for that episode because we are about to meet Scooby's family. I'm so excited. It's so, going to be great. Join us for next week's episode to meet Scooby's family. Okay, guys. That's going to do it for this episode, finally. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for the email once more. And we'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Goodbye.